Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm Craig Williams, and today I'm going to be taking you on a culinary journey through Walt Disney World. Before we get started, though, I need to remind you this show is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, the experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the world-class service from Dreams Unlimited Travel's agents. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Disney Dining Show wherever you listen to it. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. Now, on with the show. On this week's Disney Dining Show, we have three, count them, three reviews for you from around Walt Disney World. Two of them are going to be new, and one of them is going to be a throwback review. And uh, normally, we would have, of course, three new reviews in the week. And uh, this week, we actually did have three reviews go up on YouTube. But the first review, it just does not translate to audio well. It is it is a review of the modified charcuterie board at Geyser Point. And uh, if you want to go watch the video on that, of course, you always can at youtube.com slash Disney Dining, but it really just doesn't translate well into audio, so I decided to leave that off. And that means we're going to start this show with a bang, specifically with a banger. And technically, I should say not a banger because it's just hot dogs. And in one case, it's not even real hot dogs. It's plant-based hot dogs. Okay, if you're still with me here, Basically, Rhino and I went to Disney's Hollywood Studios because Fairfax Fair on Sunset Boulevard has a brand new menu that just was debuted recently, and it is hot dog heaven. And I'm not going to spoil anything else. We talk all about it, and we even throw in a dessert that they comped for us because our food took so long. But I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's get to that review. I hope you enjoy it. everyone it's craig here and we are at disney's hollywood studios because we are eating at fairfax fair they have a brand new menu uh it may look like it's closed right behind us that is the truth it is now closed closed at three o'clock and well it's way past that now we already ate there we just forgot to record an intro first now i'm really excited about this menu because it is hot dog base hot dog that's what I was hoping you would say, Rhino. So let's go ahead, get a little closer, look at the menu, make some decisions. Let's get to eating. Let's look at what we got here, an all beef quarter pound hot dog, truffle bacon macaroni and cheese hot dog, pretzel dog, California BLTA dog, Chicago style hot dog salad, plant-based, snacking cookie, Lots of drinks. Neon green relish vinaigrette. Well, I nope. think we're, we're gonna find out. Nope. I got the Chicago style hot dog salad because anything that ever says hot dog salad, I would definitely get on a menu. It's 11.49, it is plant-based. It is romaine blend, plant-based bratwurst, sliced sports peppers, tomatoes, onions, house-made dill pickles, sweet relish, mustard and poppy and celery seed, brioche croutons tossed in neon 
green relish vinaigrette. I am not a fan of relish, to be honest with you. So I'm a little concerned about this, but it said hot dog salad. I could not get a hot dog salad. Also the fact that it was plant-based, but like, this is kryptonite on top of here is what this looks like. It literally is that same color. I'm going in. They took a little bit longer to make this um, this salad. They said they've been selling the, the, the plant-based bratwurst a little faster than they thought they were today, but they were very kind about it. So it's all good. So we're just gonna go in, get some celery, or whatever this is. Oh, it's all over the place. I'm gonna get a picky. Lettuce. Just what I thought. Disgustingly delicious. Um, this brought, nope. Spit my food right back out. This bratwurst is like, is really good, really flavorful. I don't know what kind this is. I'll assume beyond, because I feel like most of them I don't know, they use both here, so I'm not sure, but um, it's good, it's flavorful. I actually really like the mustard on the salad with the pickle, it's it's crazy. Um, I'm gonna try a little bit of this this relish, though, because this looks questionable at best here, so just by itself. Maybe I like relish now, I don't know. Is it a sweet relish, or? Yeah. It is, which I, and I usually don't like sweet pickles. That's the thing, so this is, I'm having a weird, Having a weird thing here. Should I put ketchup on this salad? No, absolutely not. That's where the tomatoes are for. Mmm. Um, got a couple of those sports peppers in here, but they're not quite sliced, I think, like it's supposed to be. Oh, there's more in the box. Because I was going to say, there's only like three or four. I feel like I could use a little bit more of those, but so far, so far, I don't know. I'm a little surprised. A little surprised. Don't hate it. I'm trash. I'm not gonna lie, all of the hot dogs sounded really good to me, even the plain one. I was very tempted to go with the pretzel dog, but ultimately I had to go with the California BLTA dog because, you know, that just, it spoke to me. It just, it seemed like it was the most fun on the menu. 11.49, it's an all beef quarter pound hot dog topped with lettuce, tomato, avocado, applewood bacon, crushed ranch tortilla chips, Doritos, uh, and house-made black pepper mayonnaise on a brioche butter bun served with pickled vegetables. And there is so much stuff happening. I just need to clarify, the pickled vegetables are on the side, not on the hot dog. So the pickled vegetables are your side dish, but the hot dog is really, really cute. And you know, it's got those cool ranch Doritos, uh, whatever they called it, not Doritos. Don't say Doritos, it's not Doritos. Doritos. Ranch tortilla chips. <laughs> yeah, ranch tortilla chips. And a lot of the toppings are... Hey, hey, did you know Doritos were invented at Disneyland? I did that. I did know that. I did that, actually. That's what I meant to say. You it invented wasn't, them? It wasn't Frito-Lay or the Frito Kid. It was actually Craig Williams. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, this is uh, this looks like a solid dog, and all the toppings, for the most part, are, you know, they're sunk down in on the side, which I like. I don't want all the toppings to just fall off mm -hmm. as I take my first bite. But, you know what, it's still going to happen anyways. And I apologize in advance to the cast member who has to clean this table, because it's gonna get messy. Mm. This is a really nice hot dog. And I know this is not gourmet food by any stretch of the imagination, but this is just done really well. I love the tomatoes and avocado in there. It's actually cooling the entire thing down. Uh, just, you know, like a cooler profile to it. And then, that bacon and the the mustard and the the Doritos—they're all adding a nice, like a salty 
tangy zip to it all, so there's really nice balancing flavors. And then you just can't beat a big, thick hot dog like this. It's, it's really, really good. This is, uh, you know, this is one of those hot dogs. It's just, why do they need to put this much crap on a hot dog? But I'm okay with it. This is, this is tasty. This is really tasty. But let me try the pickled vegetables. I see there's like cauliflower and jalapenos and peppers in there. Mm. Looks like an actual really nice uh, combination. Rhino just said it was a weird choice, and it is, but I love the spiciness of it with the jalapenos. Uh, it's not like overly pickled. It's not like just soaked in vinegar. It's just that light flavor. It's almost like just dashed vinegar on top of it. So it's actually really, it's a, it's a really nice side to have with the hot dog and better than just eating like a, a bag of chips, let's say, or, uh, you know, French fries with it. Just a nice light side to go with the hot dog. We have lots to eat here, so we'll update you on what we think in just a little bit. So because our, uh, specifically the hot dog salad took so long to come out to make the, the bratwurst, which in the end was just, uh, was really good. So I'm, I'm happy it took as long as it did, I guess. But um, they gave us, uh, each of us, a snacking sandwich cookie, which is on the menu over here. It is $4.99. It is fluffy vanilla marshmallow sandwich between pretzel and potato chip shortbread cookies covered in dark chocolate and sea salt. This is a potato chip cookie? I'm gonna I'm gonna bite this right now. I'm you gonna should. eat this right now. You don't you take should. people's potato chips. Oh, you're gonna cut it though. Oh yeah, I should've just used my hands because I went to cut it and it fell apart. Well, I'm gonna get a little bit of the marshmallow. Show enough, that marshmallow is light and fluffy. I'm gonna like prop this up. I don't wanna touch it. like marshmallowy things are for me like I like the flavor of marshmallow but when there's too much marshmallow in something I always feel like it's not the texture I want from it so the chocolate's good I mean the cookie I don't really get a lot of the potato chips or the pretzel I kind of wish it was like in the cookie maybe so it would be like a little crunchier but um it's fine I mean I can't you can't beat a free dessert I guess right yeah it's just kind of crumbly falling apart here because I can't pick it up like an adult human being when I first saw it sitting out on the plate, I actually thought it was an ice cream sandwich for a second. Uh, it, it's a really beautiful dessert, I will say that. And I love dark chocolate, so I'm glad it's on there. And potato chips, pretzels, sweet, salty. It's everything that I think I would like, but like right now I'm concerned it might be a little too much marshmallow for me, which is why we didn't even add it to our order to begin with. But here goes nothing. I'm having a similar problem as Rhino with the dessert. It's uh, the chocolate side has a lot of structural integrity to it and it's holding up well. And to me, it is like a sweet and salty s'more. It's, it actually is a perfect balance of flavors. I really love it. I also like the side that's just marshmallow in the, the, the crust, but that side is crumbling apart. Uh, for me, it's actually, I, I'm happy with the amount of marshmallow, so. Yeah, I like this. I, I don't know if I would eat this all by myself. I can't eat this all by myself, but I think I think if you're you're here with your your, your loved ones and you want to all take a bite of this dessert, I'd say it's actually worth a shot. It's pretty fun, and it's so pretty to look at, and tastes good too. Hot diggity dog. Full disclosure: I said we weren't going to eat all of the dessert, or at least I said I wasn't going to eat all the dessert. I ate all the dessert. 
I did too. Every little bit of it. I immediately regretted it, but uh, yeah, ultimately you're right. It is a good dessert. It's, it's when I got more into mine, it was like the, there was more pretzel in the other part I bit, and I like that salty. I like a dessert. I wish it was like frozen or like in a smaller portion. Yeah. Maybe like pieces. Like if it was like four pieces or something, it would be easier. But yeah, more bite-sized versions yeah. of it. I I still think it would be awesome as an ice cream sandwich as well too with marshmallow agree. ice cream. But okay. I love the menu now at Fairfax Fair. At least the two things we got. Obviously, we didn't get everything, but uh, Rhino salad did look strangely appealing to me. I can't obviously talk about it though. I didn't take any bites of it. We're not sharing our food yet like we would in the old days. That was disgusting of us. Yeah, yeah, gross but, people. Yeah, we're gross people. But I loved my hot dog and I thought it was just the right balance of all flavors. It, again, it had that it had that cool side with the avocado, but then also with the Cool Ranch Doritos, a little bit of a cool to it, I but like then that. the saltiness of that and the tanginess of the mustard. A big, juicy hot dog. It was really good. And those pickled vegetables were just so refreshing. You know, the carrots, the jalapenos had in that spice. I really, really loved it. For $11.49, to me, awesome, awesome meal. It, once again, now makes my decisions even harder at Hollywood Studios. Because now, yeah. I have to decide between Galaxy's Edge with Docking Bay 7 and Ronto Roasters, but then also Woody's Lunchbox with sandwiches, and now Fairfax Fair with delicious hot dogs. But yeah. what about your salad? Where did you land? Uh, yeah, ultimately, I overall, I enjoyed the salad. I literally, as I was finishing it, I was like, I w I'm going to, I want to make this at home. Um, my only complaint about it is because it's like romaine um, and like tomatoes are in it. It got, it got a little wet toward the end. It felt like it was starting to get um, just because of like, I don't know. I also, I don't like salads that use romaine. They always feel cheap. And I, I like a good spring mix or arugula or spinach or something like that so i i'd ultimately like if i remake this i would love to i would love to do it with like spring mix i think but um honestly i love the idea of it though it, it's i i love a chicago dog um because i love the pepper like those those sports peppers on there and those were really really good in the salad and there ended up being a fair amount of them in the salad which i was really happy with because i was worried there was only like four but there ended up being maybe about like eight and they're, they're just small little peppers but it really somehow like the peppers with the like they chose the right the right plant-based dog to put in here because it was like that combination of flavor with that dog the peppers and like the crunch of the salad it was just it was the, having the croutons be the the, the brioche croutons was a really really clever idea because you take a bite and you'd be like wow that this literally tastes like a hot tub salad like literally in the best way that it could and so i i i was like I'm actually surprisingly into this. Like, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I think I'm going to try and do it at my house. Like, yeah. um, and it was the same price as yours, I believe. 11 dollars 49 Yeah, so that, and that's, uh, but it was, it just comes with just the salad with that one. So you don't get like a side of anything. Yeah, but. Uh, but I, I thought it was pretty good portion size. I, I thought so too. And you know what? I guess the romaine's better if they would, than if they would just go with like iceberg. But oh, yeah, I, I, no, I hate iceberg. Yeah, yeah so. I, I get it. I get it all. But the portion size of yours looked really, really nice. And you know what? I think, I think it's both the salad based on what I was looking at it with and then my hot dog. I think these are perfect lunch portions for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I do like a good, uh, I like a good hearty lunch from time to time. One that's filling, but not like too over the top. I didn't feel like I was super full until we added on the dessert with it. Yeah, now so. I'm like, well, it's hot too. And so, I, but I thought that's why I thought it was really interesting to have pickled vegetables as the yeah. side instead of like the basic chips 
which you can still get, I believe, over here. But yeah, yes. it was. And, and there was interesting stuff on the because it was a truffle macaroni and cheese hot dog. Yeah. Too, that, like, I was like, ooh, I bet that's good, too. Yeah, that seemed a little too bitey for me today, a though. too, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I, I, I'm, very, I'm very intrigued with Fairfax Fair. I, I'd yeah. say the new menu uh, is a hit. I would recommend coming out to try it. Just remember that the hours are a little crazy, at least right now. Uh, having it close at three o'clock, it's definitely a lunch spot, not an all-day spot. So yeah. don't don't head to the park at six, seven o'clock expecting expecting to get dinner here because you're not going to get your hot dog. You're going to Docking Bay Seven at that point. Exactly, and that's a perfect spot that you can have a nice, big, quick-service meal that's fairly priced but still feels like an elevated experience. Yeah, so for sure. you can't go wrong with that either. But Seriously, check out the new menu at Fairfax Fair. I think it's worth it. No, yeah, I, I'm I'm actually like surprised because I know it's just crazy too because they're like it's just hot dogs, but it's like it's like what you said. The hot, it, it's like quality hot dog. It was a thick hot dog. It was, you know, there was there was good portion size. It wasn't just in a basic bun. You had that buttered yeah. like brioche bun, and I, so I think like for the amount you're paying, it it really does. It's like okay, that's why. It's like yeah. it's like you know not gourmet, but it's like somewhere in between. Oh no, it was gourmet. I just I recently said on another show that we did that uh, that I think Casey's Corners big loaded dogs and stuff are a little bit overrated, but this wasn't. This no, was yeah, not this trying was to go yeah. over the top. It was the right balance, yeah. and I know I will be back again. Yeah. There you have it, our review of the new menu at Fairfax Fair. I will be back to get more hot dogs soon. Maybe it'll be for the dining show. Maybe it will just be for my own uh, personal pleasure. I'm not quite sure which one of the two, but I definitely will be back. It was that good. And uh, the nice part is, uh, you know, that it has nothing to do with dining, but now that masks don't necessarily have to be worn in outdoor areas, it will make it a lot more easy to uh, be able to hear us when we do some of these recaps and intros sometimes, uh, not necessarily once we're already sitting down and, and eating and having our masks off. So I'm hoping that the audio quality greatly improves uh, very, very soon here. And I, I know you all wouldn't complain anyways towards me about it, but hopefully it's going to just get a little bit better. But we're now going to move on to the featured review of the week. This is, uh, I think that's what I'm going to call it from now on. So on, on Fridays, that's when we release the Big Daddy review that has Pete and team out and about at Walt Disney World eating. And uh, Pete teased this one just a bit on his his uh, personal social media a little bit ago saying that it was a it was a doozy of a review and uh, boy it is and it's from Maria and Enzo's at Disney Springs and stick with the review all the way through it gets a little harsh at the end I'm not gonna lie there's foul language at the end but it is bleeped out so do not worry about anyone who's listening who has young ears it is it's it's not it's it's cut out. I mean, you can read between the lines of what's being said, but it is, in fact, bleeped. So that's not not a major issue, but wanted to give the warning anyways. But it, the review is very interesting because it starts off and you're like, I think this is actually going in a decent direction. And then it takes a turn. So, yeah, I think you're going to be entertained by it. So no more of me. Let's get to that featured review from Maria Enzo's. I hope you enjoy it. Hey everybody, Pete Warner here with this week's Disney Dining Show. Coming to you from Disney Springs, more specifically, 
Maria and Enzo's. This is actually my first time uh, eating here, and I'm kind of excited. And I'll explain more about that a little later. But uh, we're joined today, of course, by Fiasco and his lovely wife, Hallie, and my amazing friend from New Orleans, Tori Dean. I finally get her on a show after months of trying. Um, so really excited about this review. So here it is. Okay, so for uh, an appetizer, I ordered the uh, their, their version of the charcuterie board called Salum e Formaggi, uh, prosciutto, uh, salami, uh, finic, finic, okay, meats and cheeses, right? Salami, uh, uh, prosciutto, uh, there was a hot salami, I forgot the name of it, don't go anywhere with that, um, some pecorino, uh, some Parmesan cheeses. Uh, there was an, uh, I thought it was an olive tapenade, but it turned out to be uh, cured olives. Um, some breadsticks. And uh, it turns out that my, my impression of this charcuterie board, for lack of a better term, uh, is my impression of the entire meal. It's good, but I've had better. Um, for my main course, I ordered the 16-ounce ribeye steak. Uh, oh, the, uh, the, the cheese board, or the uh, circuitry board was $18. Um, for my, uh, my steak, a grilled 16-ounce Angus ribeye, glazed balsamic carrots, green beans, and rosemary, rosemary parmigiano potatoes. This is $50. Um, and... The quality of the steak left something to be desired, um, but apparently, like the chef here, doesn't realize you ne- you need to season this stuff. A little salt and pepper goes a long way. This came out virtually no seasoning at all. Um, and then when I wanted to get some salt, I'm looking around for about ten minutes to find a server. Eventually, have to get up and walk up to someone. And, like, can I have some salt, please? So, so far, I wanted to like this place. But right now, like I said, you know, I feel like I'm talking about an old boyfriend. It was good, but I have better. Hello, I'm Tori Dean. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, here on vacation. Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. That's why I'm here. And I was fortunate enough to have dinner with my good friend Pete, and I had, right, (laughs) I had the mixed organic greens with the cucumbers, pickled peppers, tomatoes, olives, and the ricotta salsa. It was very good. It's just a mixed green salad. It was really good. The um, vinaigrette was very tasty, so the salad was excellent. Um, And the salad cost $14. For my entree, I had the braised short rib that had creamy polenta, fontina, roasted carrots, and onions. The short rib was very good until you got into the middle of it. It was a little dry. The polenta is supposed to be creamy. It's not creamy. If you've ever had grits and you let them sit for a good while, they get stiff. That that's what the polenta was like. Um, the vegetables were very good, um, and the sauce and everything. It was just um, 
an okay sauce. So my short rib cost $38. All right, so I got the Caesar salad to start. Um, it was romaine lettuce, ciabatta, croutons, and Parmesan cheese. Okay, but they didn't add the fact that there is garlic in the Caesar salad, which made this whole entire thing so delicious. And you know when you get a Caesar salad, it can be dry, and you need to like add a ton more dressing to it. No, this was mixed perfectly. Everything on everything was flavorful. All right, and for my entree, I got the lasagna bolognese, and it was really good. I did enjoy it. it I mean, but I don't think it was anything special, really. Like everyone was saying, the sauce was kind of boring. I feel like if what would have made the sauce a little bit more tasty would if they added some garlic in it, but. And the lasagna bolognese was $29. And I want to mention, bring it back to the appetizers. This was $16 for my Caesar salad. That's crazy. I think that's a little much for a Caesar salad, or am I crazy? Um, Yeah. But overall, I enjoyed my meal. It was tasty. All right, so this is my first time at Marie and Enzo's. Not to be confused with Enzo's Hideaway right next door, which I've been to a number of times, and I love that restaurant very, very much. Um... This one is so-so, and I'll get to that. But um, so for starters, I got a, the calamari, which I've been getting over and over and over again. I just got it at STK. I got it at Il Molino off camera. And everywhere I've gotten it thus far, I really, really enjoy it a lot. And this calamari here at Maria Enzo's is holding up right there with the best of them. Um, the peppers in there were also fried as well, and that just... I love fried vegetables. I love fried anything. If you fry it, it's probably going to end up being good, and I'm probably going to end up liking it. Uh, those peppers were really nice and spicy, though. Um, yeah, yeah. My menu keeps disappearing on me. Sorry. <laughs> so those calamari, they were $19, though. So I feel like that's respectable for calamari, but a little bit on the high end. Um now, for my entree, I got the spaghetti and meatballs. That was 30 bucks. Now, I could tell the spaghetti was fresh made in-house. I could also tell the sauce was fresh made in-house, and both were good. Both were definitely good. Um, however, in comparison to the Italian restaurant, the little brother of this place right next door, Enzo's Hideaway... Um, I did enjoy the similar dish there much more. Um, with that being said, though, 30 bucks for that, I think that's also a reasonable price. I'm not astonished at really the prices here, um, but I don't... Me personally, when me and Haley are sitting around being like, hey, you want to go get some Italian food? Yeah, sure. I'm in the mood for Italian tonight. I'm probably not going to book here. I'm probably going to book at the Hideaway, or I'm going to book at Il Molino. And that's just kind of, it's average. It's very average. Okay. I'm glad that Fiasco thinks $30 for pedestrian spaghetti and meatballs is a good price. I think it is obscene. I think the price of my ribeye is obscene for the quality of steak. And that they couldn't even go the extra mile to uh, to season it. Um, it's really disappointing. Really disappointing. You talk about Il Molino. Well, you want 
among the best Italian on, on property because I think uh, Topolino's now holds that, 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 that title for me. Uh, Il Molino is a close second. Now, there is phenomenal Italian food. This is a travesty, an absolute travesty for me. Um, I'm, I'm really disappointed. I know a lot of people talk about this place. Maybe I'm having an off night because I know a lot of people have talked this place up. Maybe they hit the head. I'm not sure. But like I said, this restaurant is like an old boyfriend. Good, but I've had better. Okay, so um, for dessert, I had the gelato, which was very good. It was very good gelato. I said it was an almond flavor, but um, it is actually vanilla bean. It was a very good gelato. I don't have anything negative to say about it. It was, it was really good. All right, so I tried all of the desserts, and honestly, all of them were kind of meh, except except for the chocolate ganache. Literally, I could have an entire chocolate ganache by myself and be satisfied, and everything else I could totally pass up. Um, like um, Tori said, the, gel- the gelato was good. Tiramisu was fine. Yeah, you got to get that chocolate ganache, and that was $15. All right, so we did, we did order all the desserts here on the menu. There's five of them. Um, the cannoli, which was sweet ricotta, chocolate chips, and candy orange. That was $16. The torta della nona, grandma's lemon custard tart with pine nuts and almonds. That was $15. The vanilla gelato, nice vanilla bean gelato. That was $12. Uh, the chocolate ganache, bittersweet chocolate tart, Toasted marshmallow in orange caramel, that was $15. In the tiramisu, that was $16. So out of... One thing I found interesting was out of all the restaurants that we've eaten at lately, you know, we've been to STK, we've been to Haleo, we've been to Whispering Canyon. Um, this is actually the most expensive dessert menu out of all of them, with, with most of these coming in at $15, $16 a piece. The only one coming in lower was the gelato at uh, 12. Now, like Haley mentioned, um, none of these desserts were like blow my mind good with the exception of the chocolate ganache. The chocolate ganache did blow my mind. Um, however, at $16, that's, that's one of the most expensive desserts that we've had lately. And we've had a lot of great desserts lately. Um, this I would put among the best of them. But again, it's like comparative to the chocolate chip cookie, the warm chocolate chip cookie at SDK right across the street. That was like 12 bucks, and I'm going to get that over this. Um, but it's still great. About to go into Pete with our final impressions. Uh, just want to give a little bit of mine. Um, again, I mentioned it after we reviewed our app and entree. If me and Haley are feeling Italian and we're talking about it, I'm, I'm going to try to find the reservation for the hideaway or Il Molino. Um, my mind wasn't changed here with desserts. And, yeah. Okay, so I just figured something out. Um, I always wondered why they call it, called it uh, uh, Enzo's hideaway. Enzo had to get away from this place. Remember how I said to run away? Well, that's apparently why they had to create that, because Enzo had to run away from Maria's crappy-ass cooking. Um, so now I get it. Okay. Now I get it. 
Okay, so I just got the check, which was slightly over $600 for six people. Um, $100 a person for this meal is a crime against humanity. Um, actually, I think it's a war crime. I think it's a war crime. Um, but what makes this heinous in this pedestrian excuse of an Italian restaurant is we ordered two of the Salume Formaggi boards, right? Two of them. There were six of us here. I didn't notice the asterisk. Price is per person, minimum two people per order. That's $18 a person for a board I could have put together in about five minutes at the deli counter at Publix. There was nothing special or extraordinary about that. It should be called their extortion board. Um, so like I said, you know, uh, my, my, my take on this restaurant, now after my DVC discount, oh, and they built their, they built their, uh, tip in the, the original subtotal, um, with the $102 gratuity, they make me pay. All right. Total for this is $617 and 89 cents. That is with a 10% DVC discount. So we're going to change the name of this restaurant from I've had better to run the away. I've never cursed on one of these reviews. Never. But the new name of this restaurant is run the away. I have never felt so ripped off after a mediocre meal at Walt Disney World. They should be ashamed of themselves. Under no circumstances should you eat at this restaurant. Not when it is surrounded by some of the best dining on property. Haleo, STK, uh, 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 God. Enzo's Hideaway. Well, if you ask, I haven't drawn Enzo's Hideaway, so I don't know. Wine bar. Wine bar George, we were just at the other night. Phenomenal. And servers I didn't have to hunt down. So, uh, yeah, 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 this is garbage, man. This place is garbage. So, by all means, run the f*** away. There you have it. The review of Maria and Enzo's at Disney Springs. I'm not going to touch this one at all. I've only eaten there during uh, media events. And, you know, that's obviously not a fair representation of the restaurant. So I'm just going to avoid this one completely. And we'll move on to our final review of the day. This one comes from me, oddly enough. Uh, I think it's hilarious that this one just happened to be the one that plays after Maria and Enzo's. But uh, this is a throwback review that I did. It was uh, released in January of 2021, but I filmed it back in December and of 2020. And it was a review of Pizzerizzo at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which is often maligned as one of the worst pizza spots that you can find around Walt Disney World. And I just wanted to ask the question with it. Is it to the worst restaurant at Walt Disney World in general? Not even just not even just pizza, just the worst restaurant in general. And uh, you're going to find that it's not as harsh as Pete 
felt about Maria and Enzo's, but you know, it's also yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let the review for speak for itself here. So I'm gonna stop. Stop uh, prefacing this, and let's just get right into the review. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone. It's Craig here with another Disney Dining Review. Today, I'm at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and I'm about to eat at what many people would be considered uh, one of the worst restaurants at Walt Disney World in general, the worst pizza you can get, and that's Pizza Rizzo. And it's been forever since I've eaten here. I'm going in with very low expectations, and I'm hoping to be blown away. So need to place my mobile order, get inside, grab my pizza, and get to it. Now for the moment of truth, the actual food. I ended up getting a pepperoni pizza. I feel like that's, you know, besides cheese, next most popular thing's got to be just a pepperoni pizza. Uh, 10.49, it comes with one side. You have your selection of carrots or a small Caesar salad. So I chose the Caesar salad and uh, looking at it, well, I wish I would have probably gotten the, uh, the carrot sticks, but that will be uh, a mistake that maybe I will have to, to overcome later. Somehow, I don't know if I'll need therapy. I'm not quite sure, but uh, the pizza visibly does not look good. It looks gross. It, you know, uh, oven made at home pizza looks better. Even some microwavable pizzas look better than this, but it's not all about the look. It's also about the taste. And, you know, it's possible for Disney to make okay pizza even, like the flatbreads at Pinocchio's Village House in Magic Kingdom. While they're not like gourmet by any means, they're also not the worst thing in the world. But something about this just does not look appealing. So I do have Parmesan and red pepper flakes. I don't want to put those on right away and start to mask the flavor. I want to taste it how it is before I make any true decisions. So here goes nothing. It looks like I already had a lot, but I promise that's not the case. This is just one and a half bites. The pizza is just that small, but I mean, it's a personal pizza. It's meant for one person. So yeah, and I take big bites. So that also adds up to it. Um, here's the shocker. It's by no means good, but it's not, it's not the worst that I've ever had in terms of pizza. It is arguably one of the worst around Walt Disney World, but it's not overly terrible. So the first thing I'm noticing from it really is the, the sauce is just kind of a mess. It's like it's fighting this battle of two having too much acidity but at the same time then having a little bit too much sweetness it's like each bite you're getting something a little bit different i'm not quite sure why that's happening how it's happening but that's what's happening at least for me here and then the next issue i have with it is that it's very bready and i'm not saying like i'm not saying i hate a bready pizza but i i would prefer thin crust if i had my choice of a pizza style i am i'm more thin crust i'm not deep dish at all I, I like thin, and this having that kind of traditional puffiness to it, uh, it's, I'm not wild about it. Honestly, I think, you know, for what it is, let's say this is a place where, you know, everyone who doesn't love pizza in the world, uh, besides Fiasco, who hates cheese, and, you know, is just, he's Fiasco. So I'm not even going to go down that road. But let's say you have a family with younger kids, and, you know, they do like pizza, and, 
and this is the spot you choose. I'm guessing no one's gonna walk away being like, oh, this is, this is nasty, this is beyond edible. Uh, it's probably really family friendly in that regard. Um, I, it's, it's not to the point where it's offensive, but it's also not fantastic. So it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's weird. It's pizza Rizzo, but uh, I think I can actually make this taste good. So I'm gonna put on some, some Parmesan and some red pepper flakes and see if I can come up with a combination that makes this actually like stand out better than it is. Either it's snowing outside in Florida or I got a little heavy handed with the Parmesan cheese and chili flakes, but this might actually do the trick. This might make this uh, significantly better. Fun fact, I made it worse. Uh, the Parmesan is gross. It is chalky. It's a little salty. It's just not very good. Uh, I do not care for it. The red pepper flakes, I should have went crazier with those. I think maybe I'll experiment with that with my last two slices, but I went too crazy with the Parmesan. I actually made this worse than what it was previously. So I guess I should pat myself on the back for that. I found a way to make pizza Rizzo worse than it currently was before. But I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get this done. I'm gonna get this done. So I'm gonna finish this slice and then I'm gonna dig into the, the sad, sad Caesar salad. The pizza Rizzo take on a Caesar salad. We have romaine lettuce. Yeah, romaine lettuce, bunch of croutons, a little bit of a shredded Parmesan cheese, and then a little bit of Caesar dressing. This is terrible. It is very rare that you will find me not finish something, because if I spent the money on it, I'm gonna finish it. That's just how it goes, but uh, this is just gross. The, the Caesar dressing is like sour. I don't know why it's sour. I hope it's not like spoiled or something. It's, it's not good. It's not good. But yeah, I'm gonna just set it down. And uh, I'm gonna finish the pizza and I'm gonna process this all. I'm all finished with what I'm actually going to eat. And I kind of stand by what I had said before with this. It is by no means good. It is not the worst restaurant on Disney property, or at least it's not. Today I'm not feeling like it's the worst thing ever. Like, this will never win any awards. It will never be, it will never blow you away with how good it is. It just exists to fill the gap that it does fill here at the park. But, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say it was the worst meal that I've ever had, because that's not the truth. It's not great pizza, but it's really hard to find really great pizza. And you just have to kind of find the one that works with your, with your palate. And I'm sure there's people out there who would say that this pizza is the type that they like and, you know, good for them. But uh, it's not, you know, I don't feel like I just, I just wasted my entire day because I had this pizza at all. So I'm not gonna go that far with it. I'm also not a pizza snob. I, I, I like, a lot of different types, including a lot of chain ones. I will, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say avoid this, but if you have another choice of something you want in the park, like Woody's Lunchbox or even uh, even anything in Galaxy's Edge, go there first, like a million times before this, go, go there. But 
it again it didn't it didn't ruin my day or my life completely it did ruin the fact i only like to eat pizza about once a month just because of how bad it is for you so i do feel like i just ruined my pizza allotment for for this month having this one maybe i'll let that slide and I'll give myself a break on it since this was a review for work, but uh, yeah, it's, it, in that regard, yeah, I'm a little upset with it. But you know, uh, there's still there's still a lot to actually say is a positive here at Pizzerizzo. Uh, there's lots of seating, whether it's inside right now or not. I know people still are on the fence about whether or not you want to sit inside or outside. There is so much seating inside that you have no problems finding it, and you get to be in that themed environment. Uh, little Muppet touches all around from caricatures of them to the uh, the disco room and just little Rizzo the Rat touches all around you know it's it's very cool inside but then there's also lots of outside seating there's there's the second floor balcony which I'm currently on which has decent amount of tables including a lot of spaces for one which I appreciate here with the with the overlook seating here at the balcony and then right across the way there's lots of tables with umbrellas as well too so uh, even in the middle of a busy lunch rush, like right now it's it's noon and I was able to find a seat outside, no problem. Uh, still plenty of tables around. Uh, it's it's very accessible in that way. And yeah, so I, I like the Muppet touches. I like the amount of seating. Uh, you know, it's just, it's not truly offensive besides the Caesar salad. That thing was pure garbage, but uh, it's just, it's middle of the line. It's kind of funny that in this review, my biggest takeaway was how much I dislike the Caesar salad because I'm going to have a review for you next week where I once again uh, speak really, really, really uh, terrible words against the Caesar salad. Not at Pizzerizzo, but at another restaurant. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil that for you. You'll just have to wait until next week when you can hear it. But. Yeah, I guess I am a very harsh critic when it comes to to Caesar salad. And, well, I guess I can wear that as a badge of honor if ever there was a Caesar salad hater badge of honor thing. Okay, this episode's over. (laughs) That's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you want to support us because you like our content, once again, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get that free, no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Also, once again, please, please, please make sure to subscribe to wherever you're listening to the Disney Dining Show, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any any place out there that you're you're listening to it please make sure you're subscribed and if you're listening specifically through apple podcast please leave us that five star rating and review uh, we've gotten a lot of uh, good reviews this week, but I need you to keep them coming. We got one from Disney Nittany saying, As a local, I love the reviews and have tried some items based off reviews. However, Craig has to stop beating himself up and apologizing. It takes away from the podcast. I I know. I know it really does. I'm trying not to. Uh, I was uh, out doing a review for next week, and there was a server involved. That's right. I'm actually, you're going to hear a review of me at a sit-down location, not just a quick service. And the server would walk up as we were, you know, just eating. And I kept apologizing as he was walking up to the table preemptively. And then I realized, like, I just, 
I, I apologize for everything, regardless of if I've done anything wrong. I don't know. Maybe somewhere in my head it says, like, yeah, you need to apologize in advance because you're going to do something wrong. I'm not quite sure. But uh, that's what that's apparently what my life has become now. I do that. And it's probably not OK. But, hey, I'm sorry. As a, I, I, I winked when I said that it was it was kind of a joke. I guess it doesn't translate well to audio, but well, that's that's the life I lead. Uh, anyways, we have another good review from Kelly Khan one. I've been binging this podcast pre-trip, and I'm so excited to try all the things I've been hearing about. I love the Diz and all of their spinoff shows. Thanks for keeping me feeling like I'm at Disney World in between our trips. Kelly, thank you so much for listening. That means a lot to me. And finally, LVO529. I'm from Massachusetts and can only get to my happy place maybe once a year or once every two years. So being able to listen and watch these reviews keeps me going. Craig is so, so funny sometimes. <laughs> I love the sometimes. Just sometimes. And so endearing every other time. I guess I should have kept reading it all out there, not just stopping with the sometimes. I love that his reviews are honest. And I love that everyone working on the show has a different personality with different opinions to to share. I'm going to stop reading it there because I don't want I don't want it to sound like I'm just reading this one to like stroke my ego or anything. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, LV0529 for the review. And uh, it, the review did make me uh, it, it made me feel really good about myself today. So thank you so much. And thank you so much to everyone out there for listening. Again, if uh, if you want a quick shout out for me on your uh, on on this episode, well, not this specific episode, on an episode of the Disney Dining Show, yeah, feel free to leave me that five-star rating and review, and even when it's not five stars. I, I'm still going to read it too, but five stars, again, helps to make sure that more people find out about this podcast so if you can leave it the five one if you actually believe it deserves a five one yeah that would be that would be great and if you're if your name if you want your name actually read and just not the username for itunes just make sure you throw it somewhere in the the actual review so that way i can say that rather than just read stuff like lv0529 but then again lv0529 might be a robot and i did not really consider that option which i I should, but okay, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Stay hungry. Stay hungry.